Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today we're talking Wolverine Tackle along with Lake Erie Steelhead and Walleyes with Captain Paul Powis from JP Fishing Charters in Erie, Ontario. Captain Powis is one of our favorite guests. He's quite a character and a heck of a fisherman. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, Paul, we wanted to have you on and talk uh, Wolverine Tackle tonight. Uh, looks like you got a nice little setup there in front of you. Uh, Man, what a mess. I, I put everything away in a little bit in too much of a hurry. I spent, I spent an hour today sorting, and I still got probably way too many to sort through. So. Well, uh, walk, walk us through what uh, walk us through what you got going on there from uh, in the streaks. Well, there's lots of things to talk about, but uh, today was just like I I, I compile all my stuff in piles, right? Needs hooks, needs split rings, needs to be clean, needs to be this, needs to be that, and then I have another uh, section where you know what this thing might catch four or five more fish before it gets repainted or retaped, but. Uh, Typically, uh, like I talked to Chip the other day, and I and I did a little history uh, before this because I know they've been around forever, but I didn't know how long forever was. They they've been in business thirty eight years, and I've been using them for well over thirty. And uh, it's just it's just a staple bait for us on Lake Erie. I guide uh, on Lake Erie only now, exclusively. I used to do some Lake Ontario stuff and some Lake Huron, but uh, my Erie business is so strong that. Uh, it takes up all my time, so I don't bother uh, with anything else. But a uh, little history. They've been around since 84. Um, they make four different sizes. A lot of people aren't familiar with that. So they make that junior, which I'll get into the the how everything works for me in my fishery. That's a junior. This is a mini. And then from the mini, you go to the regular size streak. And then from there, you go to the mag. So... Uh, most of the mags are like a, a king bait, but don't be afraid to run them for walleyes. Lengthwise, they come from two and a quarter all the way up to four and three quarter. The mini is three and a quarter. The regular size is four inch. Um, one of the things that I had a discussion with Chip about, and, he, and Chip, Chip's the real deal. He, he makes them, he fishes them. He's a charter captain. And uh, anytime two charter captains start shooting the baloney, there's some good information there. If there's a couple of cocktails involved, there's even way more information. It's just you can't remember it the next day. Isn't that right, Trevor? And uh, I don't do that stuff anymore. Well, that's because we've been all locked up so flipping long. But we're due, brother. But uh, one of the things that I share with with clients and, and or customers that 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 want to learn the game, and they get stuck in ruts. They get stuck in a spot where they fish the same. Last year they fished this bait. That's this year they fish the exact same spot. Does that you know? I get clients that call me and say, "Hey, uh, I don't want Friday the twenty sixth of July." And I go, "Why not?" Well, it rained last year. I'm like, guys, it's not that precise. It's not going to rain on July. It might and probably will to prove me wrong, but. I I talk to people about profile of baits. My my biggest thing is profile first color second you know like when choosing a bait and you get the proverbial question all the time what's your favorite lure and i i not to be a smart aleck but at the end of the day my favorite lure is the one that's just caught fish 
because I had many favorites and just to pick one would be impossible because he's got thousands and thousands of color patterns. But um, one of the things on Erie, especially we're very, the walleyes are extra fond of, of copper and we've been expanding with, uh, you know, some other uses of copper and, and uh, you know, we run silver, we run copper, but mostly copper. And then the last few years, um, Chip's been messing around with, um some of the the uh, hot pinks and and the uh the hot greens as well so uh, like the antifreeze colors he he started them on blades a few years back and they took off and he's making a lot more baits that that have those uh colors so the, the thing that makes Erio unique for us on the north shore of erie is we get the steelies as well so there was kind of a progression years ago we used to fish crankbaits all the time like deep diving crankbaits but for anybody that trolls and and has hooked a king or or a uh, steely on the back hook of a uh, crankbait and that steely or king says i'm not coming to the boat they make a hell of a mess so we started switching to spoons just because of the simplicity of how they run and how they track better and if a fish decides to go on a super crazy run and want to go through all your stuff, there's a lot less chance of tangling up. So um, Silver Streak's been around for a long time. Like I said, uh, Chip Cartwright, uh, he's second generation, and they've been doing a long time, and they know what's going on, and they know what colors work in different ports and the rest of it. And uh, we're mostly a spoon bite. We've been a spoon bite for the last five or six years. I've been starting to introduce a, a few crankbaits into the repertoire just to try to keep the junk off so as the size of smelt progress they start out little like everything else and as the year goes on they get bigger so i start out with those those uh juniors and then i move into the 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 uh the minis and then i run into the full size and i very rarely uh will use mags but late august mid-september i'll i'll put some out just to keep the silver bass at bay or, and, or the sheep head, just the bigger bait seem to work pretty good. So, um, I'm sure that, is there some questions in line or you guys got some questions for me? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a bunch of questions coming okay. here. Uh, um, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Here's a, here's a good friend of yours, Captain Jamie Shane, and he's going to ask you to do something you don't want to do. And that is, uh, name your best colors last year. So, uh, I think he may want to know just to get some Intel for his boat, but, uh, yeah, uh, we that that's another strange like at, at the end of the day and in where we are we all share and if somebody's not sharing properly they get put in the penalty box and uh, <laughs> if you're on a bait and that's that's crushing them and doing pretty good uh jamie really hard but uh it's, it, you know i gotta stick with jerry lee because it's been a favorite of mine for a long long time if you made me pick one i'd say it's a jerry lee I dug this baby out out of the archives today, and I think it's still got a, a couple more, couple more charters left in it. But it's pretty beat up, and they get crushed. And they, you know, you replace hooks and you cut the tape off so it's not dragging, and they still work. But uh, pinks are always good, oranges are good, purples are good. There's lots of combinations. They all have their time of day when when they're they're good, but. I don't think there's a day that goes by that we don't at least put one Jerry Lee out, and and when they're really on, you put six of them out. So I, I'm uh, I'm proud to say that I that I knew Jerry Lee, and he was a uh, he was a cool dude. So. Never met the man, but uh, one of the best quotes in the marina. One of the my fellow charter captains, 
Uh, when people ask him about Jerry Lee, he says that bait paid the mortgage on my house. He catches, <laughs> he catches a lot of fish on it as we all do, but that, that I'm stealing somebody else's line. So, um, you know, we mix them up and we fish them different ways. We, Jamie, Jamie fishes very similar to how I do. We run the rigger program. We run uh, a big dipsy program when the fishing's super good and, and guys are paying you for six hours and you can get it done in two and a half. You just bring rods in. So you pull the boards and you run three dipsies aside and a couple of riggers and, and go that route. And, uh, you know, you can run them off lead. You can run, you can run a spoon off pretty much anything. You can run them off dipsies. You can run them off jets. You can run them off cookies. Uh, the riggers, of course, sliders on the riggers, um, fixed sliders, free sliders, pretty much any salmon technique that's out there. Um, you can put that in your repertoire and catch walleyes on Lake Erie with it. Uh, Steve Morris has uh, been with us most of the night here uh, over on YouTube. Uh, do you match your dipsies to your lures as far as colors go? Uh, to a certain extent. Uh, there's so many different uh, hues of different colors from greens to purples to pinks to blacks to, to everything. They all they all have their day. Uh, I, I have done that in the past. I do that more with the jets than I do with the dipsies. I'm I don't think it makes a huge difference uh, on the dipsies. Sometimes it does. Like you'll get one side that's on fire and the other side's not going at same bait, same depth, same everything. We use line counters as, as most uh, the trollers do nowadays. And it's like, okay, so why is this one working and this one isn't? I've even, like, it's all about figuring it out. Like the best captains are... You know, it's not about seeing 10,000 fish caught in their lifetime. It's the it's the game and it's figuring it out. That's the part that we like. And there's nothing more there's nothing more rewarding than figuring out today's puzzle. So, like, we, we mess around and it's like, okay, um, I'm catching all these fish uh, on a number one uh, dipsy uh, on port side. And the other side's got the same color bait, different color dipsy. I'm running them at the same zone. The speed's the same, obviously. Why is this one out fishing? So the easiest way to figure it out is to pop it off that side, switch it from a left to a right, and put it over on the other side of the boat and see if it goes there. And there are days, not a lot of them, but I actually will say it's got to be the dipsy. I'll change the color of the dipsy, and it's game on. It doesn't happen a lot, but when, when you got, like, the best part is something's working, you want everything to work and it's really tricky to, to dial that in and, and it happens on riggers it happens on dipsies it happens on jets so the short answer to do i try to match the spoon to the uh the dipsy sometimes not all the time but sometimes it'll make a difference between yes and no like if you're fishing a tournament i would play with them to find out which ones are your best uh your best performers and go from there that leads to a, a really good question. You're kind of segueing into Doug's question. Doug wants to know, after how many fish on one color, do you call that a pattern? Great question. So, yeah, uh, Doug, he's seen my seminars that I, well, up until COVID, he sees a lot of, he's been to a lot of them. So, I, I'm a firm believer of one is a fluke, two is the start of a pattern, and three is a go. So, when I'm setting up first, first rods in, or usually my riggers if i get riggers to go at a certain depth and certain color i don't know if it's the depth or the color so i'll figure that out in a hurry by putting this if the, if a rigger goes off three times in a row with the same bait i'm in the midst of changing almost everything 
probably six, four, three to six dipsies and uh, two riggers are all have the same color bait on. And I can figure that out pretty quick. And I need to know, first of all, is it the depth that's catching why I'm getting bit or is it the color? And right. I will do that by using the same depth with a different color. If it doesn't go and the one that just went for the third time, that bait comes off and I will, I'll, I'll replicate it exact. So if it's getting bit at 32 down on a rigger, the other one's 32 down with the same spoon. And that's the depth I'll target with my Dipsy program. And from there, I'll start stretching out the board rods to, to get in the same zone. And it's all about icon, 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 and play connect the dots. I'm going to, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to combo two questions here. And sure. It's, not there, well, it's actually not that one. Uh, but uh, Jim asks, uh, at uh, what water temp do you start, uh, do you start looking for to run spoons for a spoon bite? And then kind of the other part of that, and I, and I think they go together is, is how do you target both bowls and walleyes in the same spread? Okay. So temperature is not a big, a big thing in the spring. I'm looking for the warmest water possible because the bait seems to be attracted to that warmer water. So that's, that's part one of that. Uh, the the temperature in the column, usually earlier on in the year, the warmer water is up at the top. I find a lot of people fish under the fish and they just because they don't see them on their graph doesn't mean they're not there. They're just in the top eight to 10 feet. A lot of times you're missing it. And then uh, up, up until the last couple of years, Trevor, I, I typically fished um, bottom program with inline boards and crawler harnesses. And then as the water warms up, and those fish move out of the western end because it gets a little soupy. Um, they want the deeper, colder water. And then I'm targeting uh, my fish in, in deeper water and warmer water. And they're more aggressive in the warmer water, obviously. And then that's the million-dollar question about steelhead because it never fails. If you show up to Aereo, you say, are we going to catch steelhead today? And I'll go, well, I don't know where they are, but I can, I can pretty much mm -hmm. tell you we're going to catch 36 walleyes in a few hours. And then you're going to say, no, I want to catch steelhead. So we're going to go looking for the coldest water I can find for the steelies. And sometimes it sets up that we get both uh, and they're all in the same water. But if, if you want to be uh, specific to one species versus another, colder water usually holds the steelhead. And uh, if the bait's there, there'll be walleyes mixed in with them. But we've had times where... I lost my light there, but I guess that doesn't matter. We've had times that uh, a rod goes off, it's a walleye, goes off again, it's another walleye, goes off the third time, it's a steely, you put it back down again, it's another steely and another walleye. There's no rhyme or reason. I I, I wish you could say if, I'm, if you want a steelhead trip, we're going to go here. If you want a walleye trip, we're going to go here. Um, it's not that simple. Sometimes it is, but overall, it's not, so... Um, as much as that's a dance around the barn with you there on that. Track, no, I, the, I get it. It, it. I mean, a lot of captains kind of the same thing. It's, you know, steelhead are everybody's favorite fish that they hate. So it's, it's yeah, um, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. We are lucky though in Uriel where we have, we have a phenomenon there. We have the point of pins, which is, it's a, it's a big, long drawn out point. And that's what makes Uriel so cool. Cause the first 10 miles you're, you're driving on your, your truck and trailer to, you're going that far out on the lake and you don't even realize it. And you get out of the harbor and you can hit 60 feet in a mile or two. Some of the other ports that are off to the, the east of us, 
they got to travel, you know, 10, 12, 14 miles to get 65 feet of water. So the up, upside of it too, is it, it acts as a giant back eddy and like and Erie's famous for current. And, and we, we've talked long and hard about that over the years with, and that's why uh, the fish hawk makes such a difference out there. And we have uh, that phenomenon on the other side of the point where sometimes that water is like 15 to 20 degrees colder than out in front of the harbor, like after a big wind. Um, and it's, it's always, we draw straws and say, nobody's been around the point in a while. Nobody's been around the point in a while. And you don't want to be the guy that, that goes there blind because you're leaving fish to look for fish, which is a no-no. But on the same token, uh, not, not to say that when the walleyes are going, there's those days where it's like, I wish the steelies would show up just for a couple days, just to pound on them because it's so much fun. So, um, we're constantly checking that water temperature around the, the corner. And if it's uh, super cold, a lot of times, uh, the steelies are in there munching. So that's what we do. All right. Uh, blind Osprey checks in with us quite a bit as well. And he wants to know what, uh, what's your favorite speed for running spoons? Uh, I run fast. I run super fast. Uh, the only time I slow down is when I have to. Uh, the reason for that is I'm covering a lot more water. Uh, I had some, some friends, all charter captains from Quinty that came down to fish me probably three, four years ago now. And they were absolutely blown away of how fast I troll. And they're like, dude, nobody trolls. It. I go, well, we do here. It keeps the junk off. Um, your bait seem to be way more aggressive and we smash them. So, and there's no denying it three and a half, four miles an hour when even a small fish hits it. Cause, cause the react, the reaction to the rod and the reel and everything is just, it's just so much stronger by speed. But my whole thing is if you're trolling two mile an hour and I'm trolling four miles an hour, I'm covering double the water you are. So I, I'm constantly uh, looking at my electronics and, the biggest judgment for for me to uh, to see whether I'm going to stay in a spot. If I can throw five icons in over a mile stretch, and I'm catching fish regularly through that that stretch of the icons, it's waypoint save, 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 save. I use my electronics, fish hawk included. What's my temp uh, speed and temp at the ball, and I replicate it going back the other way. So if I'm, I'll do a spin. You know, the fish start to taper off. I'll I'll do a spin. And uh, I'll just hit those icons in reverse order. And I will stay there until boat traffic or we've caught them all. So I like to fish by my, myself, usually like at less boats, because then you don't have to pay as close attention to play bumper boats with uh, your planer boards and the rest of it. But uh, that I like to go fast. I'll, I'll slow down. I, I've done it where I've slowed down because you got a big, you know, big fish and the hooks in the side of the head or something, and you, you'll slow down. And every rod will load up. And I've had it where as soon as you bring her back up to speed, every rod will load up. So the short answer is I like to troll fast generally, but there are times where you got to mess with it to get them to go because there's nothing more frustrating than you see them on the graph, you know they're there and you need to get them to bite. So you mess with that speed and, and and a lot of people will mess with speed, which is part one of the scenario. You need to make, to keep mental track of, okay, what did I do different that that rod just went? And it could be a, anything as subtle as a, a slow port turn or, and, the, and the slow side goes, or you speed up a bit for the other side. 
and you mess with it. But the, the key is once you get it, stay on it until something changes. So don't be stuck in a rut that Captain Paul says he trolls fast all the time. I troll fast most of the time and it works. But if it doesn't work, I'm constantly changing. I'm changing colors. I'm changing depths. I'm changing location and I'm changing speed. All right, Paul. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, staying up late with us tonight and past my bedtime. Bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got my slippers on already, boys. Yeah. No, that's the beauty of the, that's the beauty of virtual. I mean, you don't have to wear pants. Right. I mean, right. I mean, it's, 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 oh no, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's Paul Paulus, and you can find more about him uh, at his website, jpfish.com, and check out Wolverine Tackle at wolverinetackle.com. Uh, Paul, once again, appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. You guys are doing a good job, and uh, I, I'm privileged to be uh, your only Canadian here tonight, Trevor. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's by default, but, hey, it makes me feel good. Regardless. All right. So I hope to see you guys soon. Stay safe, and I appreciate you uh, – Anybody wants to give me a holler, send me an email, ask me questions. I find doing these a lot of times people are too nervous to, to actually ask. I will, you fire me an email and ask me questions. I'll help you with, you know, rod selections, picking baits, whatever. So appreciate um, I'm available. Appreciate that for sure. So. All right, fellas. Good appreciate problem. it. Take care. Take care. You Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.